It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Remind me how to do this again. This week, be careful what you wish for. Brendan Rodgers' prophetic words come back to haunt Rangers as Celtic put the Huns back in their place on their own patch. Hello and welcome to episode 130 of 20 Minute Tins on board this week. I am joined by Melly and Stephen. Hi there. I am, of course, I'm Jamie and we have only got one game to talk about and oh boy, it was so good. It was absolutely brilliant. Stephen, has your voice recovered? Yeah, well, just about. We went into that game sort of having good intentions to record immediately after it, but none of us could speak. Oh, we, no. had, we need two things to operate a podcast functioning microphones and functioning voices one of those was uh, experiencing technical difficulties plus mainly it was Mother's Day and it wasn't worth crossing my maw <laughs> is that somebody at the door? somebody's coming in daddy's home boys <laughs> daddy's home <laughs> um, before, the, before the game there was a lot, an awful lot of talk about how this was going to be close well, it was close how Rangers this is their best chance there's a title race oh yeah I mean Celtic went about the pre- game stuff the right way just kept quiet mostly quiet I mean Brendan Rodgers couldn't resist a wee smirk with no. it be careful what you wish for thing but it was just it was so much noise so much so much static coming for the, the other side and they they walked into one they did, they did Melly they say it's the hope that kills you and <laughs> you know that's, that can certainly be true for Rangers because you know they started to believe the hype it doesn't matter what they say you know there's been a sort of reworking now but before before the game Marty was happy to believe the hype. The players were happy to believe the hype. Now, after the event, everyone's kind of saying, well, we weren't talking about a, a title race. I was happy they believed the hype because it just shows you we'll put them back in their place. We didn't do play great at some spells, but we don't. We know how to win these games. Yeah. We've got the players who have been there and done it. They've not got MD that's been there and done it. Scott Brown loves it. Absolutely loves it. And being at the game, just sitting there thinking... I love the fact that I hate them. <laughs> coming back, coming back, a goal down within a couple of minutes, coming back, another goal down, going down to 10 men, Scott Bain coming in late, Boyata having a nightmare, I are having a bad game in the right. Just everything went against us and we still prevailed because we're top dogs. The, the game Stephen Melly put it well, the game had everything. Oh yeah, it was high drama, a, a thoroughly ruddy bloody good day out <laughs> for the TMT lot as well <laughs> in the front. Um, it really did, it was it was dramatic stuff, I mean it was heart pounding at times. I've watched the game back now in a sort of sober manner, I don't mean I don't mean non-drunk sober, yeah. I mean without the, the tension of the occasion hanging over us at the time and Celtic weren't as shaky as it felt like in the stadium it, it felt a bit dodgy at times yeah. uh, Rangers were dangerous and I, 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 it was quite ugly going into this game from both sides Rangers were going in very very arrogant and they're usual selves they can't yeah. help themselves and you know what see if they were confident about winning that game good for them they're supporting Aye. their team Who you know, I, I'd like Celtic to go into games believing they're going to win but the Celtic fans also were very dismissive of this game there was a lot of people there's a big difference between arrogance and, and confidence that so by all means think Celtic are rightly the, the favourites for the game but there's a lot of, a lot of sniping goes on about how oh, if you're scared of this lot you want to have a look at yourself we are going to win this they're not even I don't like the way Rangers are looked upon now as as not a real team they are they are a football team and, and games have to be won against them to just go in and say right well it's a formality it does a huge disservice to the job that Celtic did on the day because they had to dig deep and get that game yeah. won Brendan Rodgers had to use his, his tactical notes to, to get that game won Scott Brown had to had to 
do his his work. It wasn't just a case of turn turning up, up and yeah, game. Definitely. And, and Brendan Rodgers did use so many tactics, which yeah, I'm sure, yeah. we'll, which I'm sure we'll get to. You know, sticking to the pre-match stuff, I went on them um, follow follow the Rangers <laughs> form. Just just I, I was I was working down south today. I had a four hour train journey, and I just I just digested everything <laughs> I could about this game. Every blog, every article, every video, every tweet. When I'd exhausted it all, I went on to follow follow. And I read all their, the, the, the Rangers and Celtic game thread. All, all of them were like 3 1, 3 1, 3 0, 4 1. Play, play Cummings and Morelos up front, we'll score four. I'm expecting four plus goals. It was like, I travelled to a different dimension. Like, not only did Rangers and Rangers fans think that they'd improved, which, you know, admittedly they have, they somehow thought Celtic had gotten shite recently, yeah. which isn't the case. And we said it last week Celtic haven't been great. No, that's very different from being absolutely wrong. I've been down and out. Yeah. yeah, we haven't been great. No, but that's compared to our standards of last season, exactly. which was really high. We are we are comparing ourselves to last season. They're probably doing the same, or comparing themselves to the start of the season, and they have improved. But we're still the best team in the country. We still know how to do this. That that wasn't a bother to us yesterday. Get the job done. Get out. Three points. Lovely. I just you you were talking there about just consuming media surrounding yes. this game, but before and after, I went out for a, a wee a wee walk this morning just before my breakfast. Just oh, went down you? to the, down to the park, and uh, I decided to treat myself to a bit of, bit of sports sound. Aye, just I just went on for a walk and just wanted to hear them. Among hilarious comments on that was that Willie Collum had a great game. Sure didn't. But yeah, I was out I was out just enjoying my wee walk, listening to that, just a wee spring in my stuff. Do, you know, do you know what I was like? I was like Alan Partridge, man, that that time he goes for a walk down the motorway and he's, yeah. like, he's skipping along singing Goldman uh, Goldfinger. Gold <laughs> That's what I felt like. Um, Melly, the lineups were you surprised well I'll tell you what happened as soon as I heard Scott Bain was in I tweeted the word shit because um, <laughs> I was frightened about that but again something we touched on last week people that are dropped in at these games tend to do well Yeah, and the wee man done terrific he did before the game we heard he was uh, playing I wasn't bothered because I know what I'm getting from De Vries and I don't like it. <laughs> but I, that's true, hi. I don't didn't know what I was getting from him, so it was an unknown quantity. And as you said, some of these players have been dropped in after in debuts or long absences. Didn't quite work out for Bayata, but no. uh, Bain, he was great. What he had to do, he done well. Distribution was decent enough as well. And so you've got the De Vries, which is a shit sandwich, and you've got Bain, that's mystery meat. Were you quite happy with the mystery yeah, absolutely. meat? Absolutely, and it would have changed. Speaking of a mystery, it would have changed Rangers' approach to the game, perhaps because I reckon with De Vries and the team, they would have adopted a shoot on sight policy. Yeah. They'd have been shooting from absolutely everywhere because, let's face it, those De Vries doesn't make saves. <laughs> Not, not ever. Not only is he kicking fairly poor, but I don't remember him making any saves for Celtic. So, we Bainy came in. Um, he is small for a goal. That, as soon as we saw him, he was sort of, when he took his position in, in between the sticks, I was like, I think he's the smallest guy in our team. <laughs> he, if not, he's, he was, he, I think he's about two inches taller than James Forrest. <laughs> he's that small. <laughs> <laughs> well, aye. The thing, difference between him and James Forrest is he has a neck. That's, that's the difference. Um, but he's agile. He was quick. He made good saves when he needed to. Um, no chance with either goal. Especially the second one because it took a big deflection off Tierney on the way through. But towards the end, much like a lot of people, and I'm sure we'll get to several individuals, but yeah. towards the end, he did everything he had to do. He punched things when he had to punch them. He caught things to calm things down. How he pulled that save off the line, I'm sure we'll cover the Morelos chance. Yeah. I mean, it would have been so easy. We didn't know this at the, at the game because it's up the opposite end to us and we couldn't really tell what had gone on. We thought it was a goal for a few seconds. But watching the replays, it would have been so easy for him to just bundle that over the line yeah. because he... Um, it was really it was like soft hands he just caressed it back under his body and somehow took it off the line it was great he's not played since October that's mm. a guy throwing in no no match practice and he was fine absolutely fine just goes to show that falling out with Neil McCann might not be the worst thing that happened <laughs> to your career um, we had a discussion last week about how we were going to set up the defence would we go four at the back would we go three at the back um, I sort of suggested four at the back that left us with the conundrum of who do you play at right back it seems Brendan Rodgers opted for four and played Ayer at right back mm. Ayer who's had a pretty you know uh, we all know my feelings about Ayer but I've come around a wee bit he's been pretty solid I felt from a bit Stephen he's not a right back no no chance and he's never going to be I can't think of really any 6 foot 5 right backs in, no. in world football it doesn't it doesn't really suit that body right, type Ramos yeah it could be about that but he's mm-hmm. been a centre back for years and it's it's now that Ayer has just 
settled into being a centre half eventually, yeah. and he, he's now said, "I feel at home here now." And then, but yeah, but also you're a right back, so just I win, I win play there. I think it's unfair to judge him on this performance because we're basically just chasing him around the pitch, picking picking yeah. faults in him. He's never going to be a right back. He doesn't have the speed as was evidenced by the fact he couldn't keep up with Declan John yeah. or uh, Murphy. Yeah, and he it, it doesn't have the sort of he doesn't have the, the football intelligence to play multiple positions. You could see Melly, he was he was getting stuck up the pitch quite a lot. Now, if you don't have pace to come back, you give yourself a chance. But you know, I think Ayer's just keen as mustard. He's like a big Labrador. He's like a spaniel. He just he wants that ball, and he's he's dead keen. Yeah, one of the tactics was being out to Ayer on the right hand side, try and get the flick on, and obviously it worked for the Rogic goal. But if he did get caught out there, they get in behind a lot. Yeah, and instead of just ushing him down the line, which a normal fullback should do, he di- he dived in a couple mm. of times, yeah. and it, they went past, and they get caught. I felt he sort of played the occasion instead of the game to start with, but he settled into it in the second half. But first half, down both flanks were really poor. He does love a slide tackle, does Christopher Ayer, and I think he just needs to chill a bit with those. Yeah, he went to ground, as Mel said, a wee bit too easily a couple of times, but he did make a, a key contribution with uh, Morelos' chance that we gave credit yes. for being on replays. He got a, a toe on that that took his thing out of the shot and took it towards Bain. And that was after Boyata had had yet another brain fart yes. just diving for a pass. There, no there was there. a bit that we we seen that probably cameras didn't pick up was Ayer did get caught up the pitch and, and Scott Brown had to close the distance and he ended up committing a foul and giving away a free kick. But during when everyone was getting organised, Scott Brown made it clear to Christopher Ayer, see if that happens, take him out. That's what Scott Brown, you could see Scott Brown sort of trying to guide Ayer. Through the, game the halfway bit. line, that's what he wanted him to do. Um, we also seen a return to the starting eleven for Boyata. Now Brendan Rodgers supposedly thinks Boyata is his best defender. Um, he says he's chose Boyata over Comper because Boyata's got natural fitness. He knew he could just drop him in there and he would play well. Now I am prepared to give now I'm prepared to give Boyata a pass because I think when you have a game that bad, no point talking about it. Just forget about it and move on. Now I know that doesn't make for good <laughs> podcasting, but I want to do positivity here. The guy had a the guy had a nightmare, but look, you, look dreadful. But, I would, I, I, to be honest, there would probably a case for him to be taken off after about half an hour. Like Fernando Rickson that, but yeah. he he did again. Look much like Bain and and Brown. He came into his own towards the end when Celtic were falling back yes. into their own box. He did well then, but he just. I'd, I'd like to issue an apology because we know Brendan Rodgers takes a lot of his influence from this podcast. You apologised yeah. recently for calling for Glenn Leuvens to come back into this, this club. <laughs> okay, and, mate. And I would like to apologise for advocating that Boyata go back immediately back into the starting lineup. Melly voiced some caution on that and said, no, don't put him back in because he's got that in him. He's got that, I, I believe you called it mental, whatever it was, <laughs> skittishness. He's, but, he's got that in him. Yeah. I didn't expect it four times, but no, it was I know. beyond ridiculous. I, I still don't know, Melly, what he was doing for the first goal. I don't know what he was doing because he never had the ball under control, but he did glance over yeah. to see the Rangers player coming. So I'm not entirely sure what happened. I don't think he, he, he clearly didn't make up his mind early. Yeah. He, he, two minutes into the game, he put it out of the park or he made a decision early. He did neither. He got caught in two minds. The guy went through it. After that happens, you just do the complete basics yeah. after that mm. for the rest of the game. And he didn't do that. That's the worrying thing. He didn't learn from any mistakes. He jumped into challenges. He did the exact same thing later on. You could argue that's one of the worst derby performances you'll mm. ever see from a player. And people were keen to give him the benefit of the doubt based on match sharpness and match fitness. But as Brendan Rodgers says, that's not a problem for him. He, no. he can come back in and be be fit immediately. It was it was mental stuff. It was the naivety yeah. for, a, for a 27-year-old. Uh, he's, he's, he's coming and throwing himself at passes and just getting them completely wrong. And he's uh, just completely all at sea as he watches the ball fly over him. I think it must be tough for him. It's like So put yourself in Dedrick Boyata's shoes. You're just back. You're playing a, a huge game at Ibrooks, and three minutes in, you make an absolute howler that mm. leads directly to a goal. He must have wanted the ground to swallow him up at that point. So all through the game, he's obviously just trying to redeem himself. He's trying things to redeem himself, and it's and it's absolutely not happening for him. I understood the selection. I think Boyata fully fit does go back into the team as as we saw, but um, 
And, and Comper didn't didn't look great in his debut. He looked fine, but he looked a bit stiff. And it, we saw him during the antics that were going on in the upper yes. tier above us, uh, Griffiths tying scarves to things. And Comper was sitting up there as well. Some set of teeth on him, by the oh, way. Oh, blinded me. Tremendous. Yeah, that is the, the best teeth I've seen on a Celtic defender since Jim Craig. It was quite a contrast. I'm standing next to Lee Griffiths, who has the worst <laughs> teeth I've ever seen. Do you think this is a Brendan Rodgers created issue playing Ayer at right back and Boyata at centre half when Brendan Rodgers has he had three right backs at the club one of which he signed one of which he brought through mm-hmm. and one of which incidentally was suspended Yeah. well when you look at the the game you're going into it without a right back a proper right back you're flinging in a centre half who's not played for six weeks and your goalkeeper is third choice disaster Mm. could have been disastrous that's the three positions we needed before the January window and going into that game it still wasn't addressed so I suppose that's a good point whilst we're talking about Boyata he sort of talked through the first goal because it <laughs> doesn't need much explaining this one no. oh it was horrific just absolute mental mental patter from Josh <laughs> Windass good run and finish to be fair he's a lot of ground to make up keeper's no chance Jozo's no chance a disastrous start and you're just thinking Please no. Yeah, you, my you heart sank. Rangers are good at starting well against Celtic. It's never been to that level of effectiveness where they've scored after yeah. two and a half minutes or whatever it was. But they do generally start pretty energetic and quickly. I'd like I'd like to point out though, not that I want to make excuses, but Forrest was pretty heavily fouled in the build up to that goal. He was out in the left corner flag mm. area and he was just getting tugged all over the place. And that's what, what eventually broke to. I think it was Candace that kind of hoofed it forward. Yeah, I'm sure we'll come to the ref eventually. That but that, that was the first thing that went against Celtic in a long, a long series of them. But you know, like one of the key performance indicators. How do you indicate how Rangers are performing and how their players are performing? What happened to Josh Windass after he scored against us? Disappeared. Mm. Done mm. absolutely nothing almost the rest of the game, and that just shows the levels. We can see the goal. We bring our levels up. We can keep bringing it up. They score a goal and switch off. Um, Jozo, aside for the red card, Melee, how do you think he got on? Not great. No, I don't think any of the defence really covered themselves in glory, apart from Hendry maybe when he came on. Mm. I mean, Raya got roasted a few times at right back. Boyata we spoke about. Jozo even highlighted it in sports scene. He's passing it to Boyata, but he's passing it behind him instead of in front of him so he can run on it. It's just simple things. They didn't help each other out of the defence. They didn't cover for each other. Nobody done any of that, yeah. and it was just a shambles. At La- that. Lack of de- de- defensive organisation. If I could describe our defence in one word, or the, certainly the centre half pairing, Stephen, I'd use skittish. Yeah, 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 probably. And Semenovic, I don't know, I, I don't know what's going on with him to be honest, because he seems to be, he seems to have gone from this is the future of Celtic's defence to just, I mean, he's. he's Currently reversing so fast, he's looking down, looking for another gear for reverse. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know what I mean. I was I was delighted when he stayed after that move to Torino fell through. Yeah. But I don't know. Maybe maybe it's just one of those those periods of of form for him. Maybe it's the same boat as Sinclair. Who knows? I hope he comes through this. I think it, it just looks like, and this is unusual for the Brendan Rodgers side, but it just looks like they need a bit of organisation, like you say, Millie. Mm. Who was going? Who's covering? Who's staying? They're not talking to each other in their part. It's like they're not. It's like they've not communicating correctly between the two of them. Again, but it's back four or partnerships. It's a different partnership again from he's had last week. It's a back four instead of a back three. He's got a different goalkeeper behind him. All these things, like one of them being changed, can shake up a defence. All three. It really disorganised. I do think we lack a leader at the back. We, we we lack someone of Scott Brown's mentality back, which is probably why we went out and got we now and got compost yeah. someone with that experience. Uh, Kieran Tierney was Kieran Tierney. I was actually a bit disappointed with Tierney at some points. Second goal Rangers scored, but he's still a great player. But just uh, he just didn't have the great game for me. I don't not singling him out, but I just don't think any of the defence. He just well. he got temporarily a wee bit lost in his position with that second goal. And then he, he couldn't have done anything about the shot. He turned his back on it a little bit. Yeah, he did turn his back on it a bit. Which yeah. led to him deflecting off Tierney past the keeper. But he, he got a little bit lost in the six-yard box. He turned around as if he kind of didn't know where he was. But even at that, how did that cross get all the way across it, the Well, that's exactly anyway? what I mean. That, to get that ball from where they had it, right across the back post, you know, it's like a comedy thing. You've got Boyata falling over, not for the first time. Kieran Tierney sort of out of position. Where was Jozo? Who knows? <laughs> you know, it was it was it was like a comedy of errors that single. Let's bring it back to the good stuff. What? 
Ben out to Ayer inside the forest, then on to Tom. Oh, does this what a strike. Does this now count as goalkeeping distribution? Are we now, are we now for Scott Bain's kicking because his kick led directly to a goal? We're More f- than Doris has done. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, well, you know what? We're for Brendan Rodgers deciding to stick a six-footer out, out there and giving, so, giving him something to aim for. Well, you uh, could see that was a tactic, so... Yeah. And from that tactic, we got a goal. From so that I, goal kick. From yeah. that goal kick, Rangers didn't touch the ball. Yeah. yeah. Let's talk about Tom Rodgers' goal. Oh my days. <laughs> what, an, what a beautiful strike. Tom Rodgers has that in his locker. He's probably the only player on our side that has that sort of thing in his locker. Uh, aside from maybe Lee Griffiths. Hmm. As you say, Millie gets the ball. Great turn. Did Rangers defence stand off him? Are, are you mental? It's the touches as well. I think the way he moves the ball from side to side and, and those those feet of his yeah, aye. It, it confuses defenders the defenders don't necessarily st- stand off him because they're, they're scared of him but they just don't know where it's like Messi or, I mean that's a ridiculous comparison oh, comp- easy big I, fella I don't, I'm not comparing them as players but I just mean that his use of the ball in tight spaces it looks like he dribbles based on the position of the opponent's feet rather than just trying to knock it past people Every touch he takes, none of it's stuck under his foot. It's all out where yeah. he wants it to go. I mean, look at the feet of the goal against Aberdeen, how mm. he turned that defender. He's just got it in there. You just love seeing a goal like that. It's just majestic. He's yeah. got it in his locker. He loves a big game like this. He's our Matt Letizia. He is. He's our Tim Cahill. Yeah, capable of these absolutely world-class moments, but, but not necessarily the most athletic or, or hard working but it's worth it it's definitely worth it for those moments so that was 1-1 you think that's it we're back in it mm. just settle into the game now we'll be fine control it and we, we pretty much did but then absolute stupidity again as we said ball goes across and just a mental goal to give away we didn't make them work for their goals that was the only no. dis- that was the disappointing thing about their goals but they scored two scrappy goals they, they didn't really create much after that and Celtic were just in control and as soon as the ball the goal went in Scott Brown just gets the ball out the net and says right let's go let's yeah. get another one I think Celtic had I mean yeah Celtic had control of that game I'd say aside from a 10 minute period after they scored the second goal Stephen where they looked dangerous again Rangers had possession had control of both wings at one point but it was it was a flurry it wasn't like a sustained yeah. period of pressure in in my recollection anyway there was one moment where Morelos I think nutmegged Jozo actually yes, and then flashed it across directly across the goal and I thought right this is tight here we're going to we're really under pressure and that's where the probably the most impressive thing about the performance was that you could point to individuals and say they maybe did like Boyata that was panic probably but Brendan Rodgers certainly didn't didn't panic no. at any point. Even a goal down twice and then getting a man sent off. Brendan Rodgers was in control the entire time. I'm glad Brendan didn't panic because I was panicking. Yeah, yeah. When that <laughs> second goal went in, I was thinking, if they get another one, I'm leaving. This, this could be three, four. Like, I can't handle this right now. I cannot handle this. But I think I did say that. I think I said if they score again, I'm going up the road. The road. <laughs> <laughs> but the fact is, we worked ourselves back into the game. We kept playing our game and we got the goal before half-time. That was absolutely yes. vital. That just yeah. sucked the life right out of them. If they'd have got any half-time, the crowd behind them came out the second half. It'd have been a totally different game. It'd be a lot harder for us to get any. But that goal just before half-time just absolutely sickened every one of them. We, it was amazing. We said it last week. We said we all had the feeling Dembele was back. If We said he would terrorise them given the chances. Scott Brown picks up the ball deep into our half, it yep, felt. Yeah, yeah. He gets absolutely clattered. Willie Collum played advantage. I mean, he never really played advantage. He just let that go. He played advantage. I don't he, put, th- he had his hands up there. I don't Did know if I've seen it at the game, yeah. Okay. I'll okay. pan him later, don't worry. <laughs> okay, yeah. Um, Scott Brown sails a pass up to Moussa Dembele. That, who was that defender, was that? Cardozo, who'd come on after the uh, after Rogic's goal, yeah. Um, just holds off Cardozo. Cardozo doesn't know where he's supposed to be or how he's supposed to be. Fothering runs out the immortal words over Rangers TV. What's a goalie doing? What's a goalie doing? What's a goalie doing? <laughs> He's watching the built ball sail right <laughs> over his head as Moussa Dembele finishes with a plum. That goal was confusing in the stadium and there was a maybe a three or four second delay because I think everyone just assumed that I was going to get called back for the foul. Yeah. Colin had done it minutes before. He had called back a foul when Ayer was busting for it. Mm. Ayer had beaten someone 
and he called back for a needless foul and didn't book the guy. So for some reason, he kept stopping the play just to give free kicks and ruling out advantage and not giving any cards. So I just assumed, well, I'm not even following this. Dembele's away, he's knocking the ball into the net, he's just going to get called back anyway. It was a few seconds later, does that count? I until he missed the goal because I was too busy shouting at Willie Collins. <laughs> On the reaction, Rangers fans were still busy cheering someone having fouled Scott Brown yeah. because because yeah. that's that's the real quiz for them. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't yeah. matter that yeah. the ball's in the net, they're still cheering to Scott Brown on the day. Mentality once again. Yeah. Luckily enough, I followed the ball, but uh, the finish from Dembele, that's a hard finish to do. Absolutely is. Holding off a guy, I mean... The guy was all over him. Yeah, yeah, Cardozo yeah, yeah. had both hands on him, yeah. Cardozo knew he was... He, let he knew him he in was beat, aye. And he had to do something, so it was just a great finish. Absolute composure from the guy. The one guy you want that to drop to is Dembele, because he's got that composure. Mm. It's kind of reminiscent of the Samurai school and that led it was opposite sides but Ledley mm. plays a long ball down the flank sort of thing Samaras goes through this was another long ball right through lovely finish and Rogic and Dembele both scored down their end and they both celebrated right in front <laughs> yes. of the fans Scott Brown Bruni right in front of the Rangers stuck out and they were going apoplectic <laughs> um, aye and then that was it we went in at half time and I think I drew breath at that point. That was the first time I inhaled. Oh yeah, I mean it's the old cliche, isn't it? But what a time to score! What a time after what they a time had, to be alive. Steve. Yeah, what a time <laughs> to be alive! But after the Rangers had done, they had done okay in the first half. There's no, there's no denying it. They were, they were dangerous, and they scored two goals and could have had a, maybe at least one more to take, just totally kill the game. Not, not kill it off, but I yeah. mean kill the all momentum that they had right on the stroke half time. I think it was about thirteen or fourteen seconds into injury time at the stroke half time, never mind never mind close to it. So we come out from ha- we come out at half time. What do you think Brendan Rogers half time team talk would have been? Just settle into the game now. We've got ourselves back in it. Deservingly so we didn't deserve to be down but we didn't deserve to be in front. Just settle down into the game. No defensive calamities, no nobody do anything stupid. Just work ourselves in for the first 10-15 minutes of the game and our passing game will come and we'll rip them apart. Cue Jozo. Cue <laughs> Jozo. Red card, yes or no? Yes. Uh, I, I get it. I under, understand completely. Was why the other was, way about yeah, it. Listen, Brendan Rodgers, I think Brendan Rodgers perfectly summed up exactly what happened. Did you hear him on the radio? Yeah. I uh, says, Brendan didn't hear him. It was, you know, defenders use their arms to get space, but... Jozo had his, his elbow belt he sort of led with the elbow he made contact with the guy's face from, and from where we were it was difficult to tell what had happened yes. because that was directly in line with us up the other end and it was only after the game really that it emerged it had been an elbow I was wondering what, I mean, how did he manage to get a straight red there is it a last man or something daft like that but having seen replays of it uh, I mean if you if you deliberately try and impede someone with your arm at face height, yeah. you're, given, you're giving the referee a decision. I mean, my issue was, and at the game I can remember, he wasn't even looking at it. Mm. Now, I was thinking to myself, how did Willie call him? How did he know that that was a nail? How did he know it was a red card? Well, very helpfully, <laughs> Douglas, Douglas Ross, MP, was running the line, who said, red card, red card, red card, red, red, red. What a grass. No, <laughs> I, that is, I, I watched him and I just thought, that man has the composure and professionalism it takes to be a referee because <laughs> that was one of the most pathetic displays I've ever seen. Did you see the video doing the rounds where someone has dubbed red, red, white? <laughs> yeah. Over him, so that's pretty good. <laughs> Absolutely brilliant. But Jozo, no, he's not really got a leg to stand on in terms of a defence. It wasn't as bad as it looked. I mean, there's elbows and there's elbows and his was just really just a, a sort of impediment using using his arm these things right themselves though you've got a Tory MP running the line at Ibrox <laughs> at a Glasgow derby and he gives a Celtic defender a red card uh, to be fair it was a red card it was so needless from Jozo no need for it it's only Morelos people are saying oh he ran the defence ragged I, only I, because Jozo <laughs> does stuff like that and they let him needless that, absolutely needless Morelos is an absolute dumpling that guy this is all about false equivalency I mean you were talking about yeah. it you know this guy we said last week the thing about Morelos is Scores the difficult chances, misses the easy ones. Well, he did today, but he just scores against Minos. He doesn't do it against the big teams. We've got Dembele. They need their own Dembele, and that's where Morelos comes from. The guy is he's rotten. He's okay in a, I mean, a, a sort of scoring against Minos sense, but I mean, the, to compare him to Dembele's ludicrous. I mean, at the example I used was imagine they swapped him. So he missed guilt edge chances at Celtic Park, and he missed that chance yeah. yesterday at Ibrox. If you swapped the two of them, gave Dembele those chances. Rangers would have won at Celtic Park and at least drawn 
yesterday. Yeah. If you swap the two of them, I mean, that's still Rangers are, are back in the title race, so th- there's absolutely no comparison where, where that's regarded. The red card galvanised Celtic, I thought. Scott Brown, from that point onwards, was absolutely phenomenal. Maybe not having the best game before that. But First he was, half, he was a bit, a bit poor, to be honest. Having watched it back, his passing was, was pretty rotten. But it wasn't a great half overall yeah. for Celtic. I think, I mean, Brown quite rightly applauded after the game for, for holding it all together and, be, and being the driving force and all that. But I think he gets this sort of symbolic credit for, for a performance like that. I think he, he sort of symbolises the, the result rather than actually executes or yeah. delivers it. I think there were, there were players on the pitch that were better than him. You do, but you, you, Scott Brown is, in every sense of the word, he is the catalyst. Yeah, he's earned he that. He's earned that though. That's the best word for it, catalyst, because if he's not directing mm-hmm. traffic, if he's not telling everybody what to do, they don't do it. He was cropping up everywhere. He was cutting out passes, winning headers, tackles. But you touched on really the, the red card galvanised. But here's here's why, and here's where this Celtic team get their confidence from. They get it from Brendan Rodgers because they know all the, pre- the, the these matches don't just happen in the day. Obviously, these matches happen on the week running up. Brendan Rodgers is telling them, "Here is your job. Here's how I expect Rangers to play. Here's what happens if we do this, that. Here's what they are going to do." And when that starts to unfold in the match, you have trust. And I was listening to Brendan Rodgers after the game. He says, "We had a plan for if we get a man down. Here was our plan. I was going to play two up front." He goes, "Some people might be inclined to bring on a defender and sit in." He goes, but if I go two up front, he goes, that's because I know the opposition team are going to throw bodies forward and trying to win the game. So that gives me 2v2 on half a pitch. And if I've got Dembele and Edward against any of these centre-halves, I fancy us to get a goal. And it, it worked out perfectly. The combination of what Brendan Rodgers done, what he planned for, and the performances of Brown, and I think we're going to talk about in Cham as mm-hmm. well, and Hendry, by the way. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. Those changes turned the match for us. Oh, Sinclair, Musson, and Dan Roberts were all getting warmed up. Armstrong as well, but as soon as the Jozo went off, instantly Jack Henry yeah. down, warmed up, called over Scott Brown. From the way I seen it, he went four at the back, Henry at right back, three in midfield. The way he was gesticulating his hands, it looked like Brown sitting in front and Cham, Brown in front of defence, Cham and McGregor in front of him, and then Dembele and Edward up front, running the channels, playing the ball into the channels, run at them because, as Brendan said, they'll push their full backs on. That leaves you the space in their half. Two on two, and as he said, he'd back the two against their two defenders who are Pedro's absolute duds. Duds. Do you know what Brown reminded me of um, in that game, actually? I watched the Spurs and Juventus game um, last week, and after the game, Giorgio Chiellini got all the credit because because of his performance. But he, much like Brown, didn't have a great start to the game. Earlier in the, the game, Kane got the better of him a few times. But once it became Juventus's game, and in this case Celtic's game, it just the switch on. Yeah, you, you can tell. It's just it becomes like, oh wait, well this is my game now. I know exactly what to do here. We're fine. We're cool. And so, with as soon as Juventus retreated into their own box, that was just it's just tailor made for Kelly. And it was the same. It was the same with Brown. As soon as it became Celtic's game to win, Brown just took over. Scott Brown. That's where Scott Brown excels. Scott Brown is one of the few players that win the back. When your back's against the wall, when there's something you really need somebody to fight for, when you really need somebody to play for, Scott Brown is the one who turns up. That is the definition of a leader. And Rain, again, the difference between us and them, they are they have no one that is remotely close to the level Scott Brown operates at. Scott Brown thrives on that sort of thing, like you said, when it became Scott Brown's game, he's like, right, I've got a job to do here, yeah. and I'm going to do it. And we, we, let's talk about Cham as well. Again, I don't know. He, he was good in the first half, right? Yeah. He was he was a sort of dictating things. But see, again, second half, back to the wall. He just he upped his game again. He's becoming a lot more dynamic in Celtic's midfield. Early on in his Celtic career, he was he was in and out of the team, but he was he looked very much just like a guy who was just going to take the ball and pass it on and just yeah. just do just do some simple stuff, try and open up defenses. But now some of the close control he's having, some of the touches, some of the longer passes he's doing, he's just some of his long passes were yeah, brilliant. I mean, he's just he's developing in front of us. And he's just he's growing more and more in confidence yeah. all the time. When we went to the midfield free, it's free guys all comfortable in the ball. So when you're a man down in midfield, that's a lot of ground to cover down the flanks and in the centre. They've done it no bother. All freedom. When we had the ball, they managed to hold on to it for parts and take the pressure off us. 
all freedom, turn on the ball, play the easy pass, get it back. It was just brilliant to watch. Cham just grew into the game. The longer it went on, he was just dominating. That wee turn as well was absolutely oh, yeah. the, the only thing about that was I watched. we watched that obviously live and in colour and Dembele just languishing offside. It was so disappointing. Yeah. To be fair, down to 10 minutes, people always say it's, his body language maybe looks like he's not putting in a shift but the guy does put in a shift Aye. he chased their two centre halves down he bullied them all over the place he, he ran them ragged more than, more so ragged than Morelos did us obligatory awful shot from Cham as well oh, yeah. so, <laughs> that, that's that's that box ticked as well for his his overall performance that's going to happen for him eventually he's going to rattle one into the top corner law of, of averages would suggest so when Celtic went down to 10 men you really expected Rangers to seize the initiative and, and Brendan Rodgers had his game plan we said that gesticulated towards Scott Brown his captain here's the specific instructions I want you you could see he's going 3-1. This is what I want you to do. Graham Murray, on the other hand, sort of waved his hands about to sort of say, <laughs> come on, everybody. And that was that. that's the difference in the, in the managers that's in that the respect. That's the mentality, but in it, get into them aggressive bears. Well, yeah, you should, you should. It's funny you should mention that because there was a lot of that on Follow Follow. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> there was a lot of that on Follow Follow that, you know, they let us away with murder. They weren't as aggressive enough. And again, mentality. It's just the mentality. Um, let me play... Hun reaction bingo. Were there any comments about not having enough Brits in the squad? <laughs> uh, no, sadly not. Not this time. <sighs> right, well, We're all Brits it. apart from Morelos. That's very true. But, no, no, you, no. but you can always have more. Oh. You can, yes, you can always have more. Now, basically, that, that post match reaction was um, we were there for the taking. I don't know how they got to that mm. conclusion. Well, we were. Down to ten men at the yeah. home park. Well, I suppose. Well, you're right. We were there for the taking in one sense, and uh, Murty should get the sack because you know he was he was he was top choice beef and yesterday, ago, and today <laughs> he's a sausage. Um, <laughs> Rangers, on the other hand, did not seize the initiative. They seemed to get worse due to us getting better when the red card came out. And you're right, that is the difference though because Rogers knows he's got contingency plans all over the place. Mm. If this happens, then you know B happens, C, D, E. All this stuff going on and Murty's just there going, being like a, a school team manager yeah. just got, got, waving his arms, shouting this and that. But a lovely wee day out for Murty though. He was there in his wee suit and everything. Oh, listen, all the best. And did you, <laughs> he was absolutely buzzing to be there. Did you see the pre-match handshakes? Yeah. <laughs> it was Brendan Rogers comes over, suck, tie, it's very solemn goes to shake Murray's hand yeah Murray turns around big grin on his face again like a big <laughs> daft Labrador gives Brendan Rodgers a big hug and even Brendan Rodgers still straight face like that's not what this is about mate then Brendan makes the change makes the change two minutes later the goal the finish is majestic the lead up to it oh, is absolutely out of brilliant McGregor Brown Cham bang 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 freedom comfortable on the ball into Dembele that pass is absolutely mm-hmm. brilliant. That, I think that's that four goals and two assists in his last four yep. games for Dembele. You can't argue with the guy anymore. Another big game, does it? Down to 10 men against Aberdeen, no bother. Down to the Huns, <laughs> no bother. King Eddie, cigar. <laughs> <laughs> Every day, no one's seen Melly's hand there. He had a flourish. Yeah, he did. <laughs> with, he finished that it was with a flourish. Very dramatic indeed. It was great a visual fin- gag. Great finish. By King Eddie. The goal was actually very reminiscent of the run and finish was was reminded me a lot of um, Anthony Martial's debut for Man United. Do you yes. remember he scored against Liverpool and Martin Tyler had one of his sort of trademark orgasms after that. <laughs> um, it was very very much like that. He came in on his right foot, beat a couple of players, or at least sort of shimmied past mm-hmm. a couple of players, and then bent it into the far corner. It was a, a, absolutely tremendous, right in front of us as well because we were in that corner. T- I tell you what, I thought I thought listen, I've got a bit of a not a particularly soft spot for Doherty but you know happens to live near me and uh, <laughs> right across the road actually and um, I, I mean I thought he had a decent game I know like he was someone that we'd we were kind of keeping tabs on him mm. but we never followed through with it. I thought he had a decent game but I watched an interview with him actually um, that was doing the rounds because I watched it give myself a really good laugh and you know what the, the guy was absolutely solid on the interview he was he was gutted um, good <laughs> um, yeah, on, on Jamie Murphy, Murphy was okay. He and Candace did, did a job in the first half when they, they had, aforementioned, control of both wings. Celtic were really struggling the wings at times. He got the run on Ayer several times, but, but really that was it from... It's, people keep telling me that Candace is a player. 
I just, I just don't see it. Well, he got his goal there, and it, it's more. It gets, it gets assists, and you're going to say expected goals yeah. or something because <laughs> if it is, you can just get out expected assists. But it is, um, it, it's just he's a crosser. He's not a particularly yeah. great player. He, he gets crosses in, and, and people get on the end of him. And that's that's really about his limits. Um, I I want to revise a position from last week, but we can't make this a thing because I do this all the time. <laughs> but the, I, I was having a right good think about it today um, on the train. I want to buy Edward. If Dembele's leaving, I want to buy him, even if it's seven million, provided we can get him on a contract that's more than four years or or equal to four years. And here's my thinking: we buy him. He's a good player. Brendan Rodgers said he's one of the best young players he's ever worked with. Right? He says he's intelligent, he's strong, all the rest of it. Now, you don't just buy him based on what he's done in the games he's played, because he's only played a few selection of games and he's played well in some of them and okay in others. You buy him on the recommendation that Brendan Rodgers has seen him in training for the past year or so. Secondly, seven million is a lot of money. It's it's more than I've got in the bank. That's for sure. Yeah, I don't even make that in a year. Do you not? <laughs> no, ridiculous. Tough times, man. <laughs> um, but see, if you buy him for seven million and then sell him for seven million, that's good business. Yeah. You buy him for seven million, sell him for nine million. That's good business. There's this notion that you need to double your money or make yeah. fifteen million on every player. You don't I have to be realistic about the markets these days. If you want a player as good as Edward, you're going to need to pay that kind of money. Yeah. Or we could spend the next five, ten years buying one million pound strikers, and we all know what that comes with. Yes, you do get the odd Lee Griffiths or pay a wee bit extra and get a Gary Hooper, but you also get a lot of Amadou Baldies and Timo yeah. Pukis and Mo Banguras. So you would either pony up and get that guy who we all know can do it now, yeah. or you know spend. Plus, we don't really sell players of his quality, first team players for less than really five million anymore. Mm. And the arse isn't going to fall out of world football if there's money someplace. It's football, you know. Edward, it's- when when he scored that goal, you remember the scene in Back to the Future when Marvin Berry <laughs> goes off yeah. stage and phones phones his cousin Chuck and says, "You know that new sound you're looking for? Listen to this." I hope that Brendan Rodgers was in the dugout on the phone to Peter Lawwell at, just when that <laughs> ball hit the back of the net saying, you know that new striker we're looking for? If um, that That is my 80s film reference for this week, by the way. I, I feel like our Did audience, we have one last week? Uh, I was talking quite a bit about Rocky IV in the last few oh, weeks. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's right. Kids, Back to the Future is a film from the 80s. If it's you, a terrific film. Yeah, it is. If you don't know what the 80s are, it's a decade from a long time ago. No, no, wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> now, were Celtic good or bad in the 80s? Because you don't hear a lot of a lot of it. I think they were quite good. Aye, I really? remember they won the Scottish Cup in 85, that's about all. Because you don't hear, if you think that was bad, you should have been here in the 80s. Yeah. It's always the 90s. And it's the decade that produced your favourite podcasters. Oh, that's us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, King Eddie, you forget, sometimes you forget the age of the guy. I know. Because he's... A foreign guy coming in, you just expect him to be ready, first team ready. But any other 19, 20 year old, you give him time. Hopefully, in, towards the end of the season, we see more of him, what he can do. There's three great options we've got up front, and seven million is a lot of money, but at least you know what you're getting for this yeah. seven million. If you go out and buy somebody else, you don't know what you're getting. Plus, guess what, boys? We're minted. Aye, but <laughs> guess what else? It's not our money. We don't no, care. Exactly. We're, not, we're not paying it. <laughs> On the perception of Edward, you're right. And it's very similar to Dembele last season. Everyone everyone forgot he was a teenager when he signed. And how he didn't win Young Player of the Year last year, I don't know. It's because it's really because people don't consider him a young player yeah. because he's so he's, he's so established and, and developed in his career. But there was a brief, a couple of brief periods where, where Rangers looked like they were in it. But, but the wee man, Bain, came to the rescue. He did. And... Morelos' finishing came to rescue again. Oh, <laughs> it was a good save from Bain to start with. It was, uh, again, reminiscent of the goal uh, Clint Hill scored. I think it was Hyman hit a similar shot. Gordon saved it and Hyman, uh, Clint Hill comes in. But this time Morelos comes in, hits it off the post. And as Stephen said, look, that could have easily spun off. Hitman went in. For a guy that's not played for, since October, he get up that quickly, react that quickly, grab the ball on the line. And then I think they went down for a wee bit just to waste time. Yeah. Got a nice I was worried. As well. Listen, I was worried. See, when the physio and all that came on, I thought, I just had this vision of Scott Brown going and goal and Rangers scoring three goals in the last couple of minutes. <laughs> At that point, Melly turned to me, had the game, and said, Why is time moving so slowly? I think it's the last <laughs> 10 minutes we were all just looking at each other. Where, where's the whistle here? Is the four minutes up? Because uh, to be fair to Rangers, they did put Celtic under a lot of pressure. Positionally, anyway, it wasn't yeah. so much making a yeah. lot of chances apart from Morelos, but they did back Celtic back into their own box for a lot of it. Um, Brendan Rogers was quite well, he was prophetic when he told Rangers, be careful what you wish for. Mm. Um, he was prophetic when he said, um, it might not be 
the 11 that start the game that's the most important it might be the 11 that finish the game and all our subs done particularly well it was good to see Armstrong get a run out Armstrong did his job when he came on came on for Dembele who looked really tired at the end of it and you could see why Edward obviously got his goal and Jack Henry looked the most composed defender out of all the defenders mm, by the end of it he did really well on a position he has played that position before but to come into a game like that he's not played in a couple of weeks either just composed did his job absolutely smashing and you could put up a case for him and Azure to the next few games. Well, this is this is exactly what I was about to come on to, Melly. Back, back to Azure after a couple of weeks at Iowa. Uh, uh, <laughs> this is what I was going to pick up on, Melly. So let's run through it. Scott Bain. Do you think he's staked? What's staked a claim? Stuck a claim? Stuck. Stuck. Do you think he's? Do you think he's? Do you think he's stuck a claim for <laughs> for uh, being the number one jersey? I'd stick with him now. I mean, it's a tough game to go into. It's not the freeze's fault. It's just an injury, but. Again, it's another big game he misses and he doesn't fill you with confidence. Bain might not be the answer going forward, but he's done everything asked of him. He's, he's got to start now. I suppose if he's injured, we've got no choice, really. Yeah. Um, I don't know who Celtic's fourth choice goalkeeper is or if they didn't have one. Is that who it is? But do you think, Stephen, all things considered, Bain has played himself into contention no, for a start? Absolutely. No, he, he couldn't have done any better in that game. What an audition it was. Yeah, definitely. Why not? We've got, after this game, we've got four or five really winnable games against bottom six teams before the, the semi-final against Rangers. Definitely get get guys like him in, get Masonda back playing, get Paddy Roberts a, a bit of game time. Good to see Paddy up. Roberts up moving about on the touchline. Right in front of us as well. <laughs> <laughs> <It's been laughs> um, um, McGregor. It was a choice. We sort of had a toss-up. Was it McGregor or Roderick? We've not really spoke about him. How do you think he done? Okay, he had a good chance. Uh, one of the, the best moves of the first half. There were several players combined and he... He was slipped through by, I think, Dembele eventually, and he, he forced a good save out of fathering him. But it, it worked really hard. You, you know what you're going to get out of McGregor the vast majority of times, and I think I think it was okay. And uh, James Forrest, since I mean, I want to stay upbeat, positive, but James Forrest, he, I would just like to see James do it against Rangers. That was another that was another Glasgow derby where he didn't really he didn't contribute as much as he contributes in other games. Yeah, the game sort of passed him by a bit. Maybe didn't give Ayer as much protection as he. He could have. Because can you, are you settling on Azure or Aya? Just because Stephen said it. Has <laughs> it made you nervous? I think we all do a bit of this. I think we all drift between Rogic and Rogic yeah. and Rogic and all that kind of thing. Anyway, back to James Frest. I just thought, <laughs> up, up against uh, Declan John, who's been out injured, I, I don't know if he's a great defender anyway. I thought he could have done a bit more, but at the end of the day, it was, he wasn't having the best game. He wasn't having the worst game. The sending off, he had to go off after a while, so... It doesn't matter. We pumped them at their own no, gas. Exactly. There's no point talking about it. Will he call him? <laughs> I, 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 on Twitter now. I'm sorry if you're a listener and I forgot who it was. I, I tried to search for your tweet today. I couldn't find it, but it was brilliant. I said, um, how do you think Willie Collum? He says he had an okay first half, but then he came up on an AK for the second half. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I think that's maybe what happened. Um, I was infuriated with Willie Collum I don't listen I've said this a couple of weeks ago see if you're going to complain about referees complain when you win mm, because yeah. I thought Willie Collum done a terrific job of breaking our play up in the second half he'd done a better job than Rangers it got to the stage at the game where I wondered if we were just seeing things wrong if, if we had the worst seats in the world and we were seeing the game through some sort of weird portal mm. like through the space time <laughs> continuum but distorted everything and made what if it was that that bottle of red wine you <laughs> had the game? Uh, it, made, it just made like, everything look like it was upside down from our seats because from what, what I saw Dembele challenged for a header got booked and Cham had his jersey pulled and then someone hit the free kick off him booked yeah. I, I, I had no idea what was going on towards the end well they call him I've always thought as a referee He's a, he's a panic merchant he panics mm. he's done that his entire career ever since you think all the way back to the famous Kirk Broadfoot where all he must have heard was a roar he must have heard a roar and, and he turned around and yeah. awards he's, he's a panic merchant um, Scottish referees this season have been getting pelters we, we've been talking about it every time There's a, from the Hibs was it the Hibs game with the wild daft handball oh yeah Slivka there's all these stupid things going on and we're not really speaking up about it because we don't do that anymore but the referees have been absolutely appalling this season and Willie Collum was no different it wasn't just as Stephen said just those wee silly decisions that they do break up the play they stop your rhythm that's probably what he wanted in it it's just it it must be what he wanted though because what changed in Willie Collins if this was a court case what changed his mentality in the first half that he was letting things go Hmm. a lot of stuff he probably shouldn't have been letting go and then the second half it was a completely different performance for him 
Exactly, nobody knows. Yeah, the, 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 the decisions towards the end were completely undefensible, though, because yeah. that's, even even without the benefits of replays, without that the game, that's never a foul, never mind a booking. Dembele has, and that, that was the worst one, Dembele just challenged for the ball in the air, won it, and was booked for it. Yeah. And, and then he gave called, it for a persistent yeah. foul, but it wasn't a foul. So yeah, yeah. That, yeah. That's exactly what I was about to say. Colin ran up and did his wee token, pointing to the ground three times as if that's meant to mean something. But, I mean, it, it was... Just, just silliness, and it was a very inconsistent performance from him because, as I said earlier, got we got a goal from an advantage played, and then minutes before that had something chopped off or, or a, a play halted from the advantage. He couldn't stop us, but no Rangers he, couldn't stop us. <laughs> Nobody's going to stop. No, us. they couldn't stop us. We are, like we said, there's a glass ceiling at, in Scotland, and Rangers might be better than all these wee other daddy teams in the league, but we are better than those daddy teams as well, and better than Rangers. Better manager, better players. We have a winner's mentality. There is a gulf between these two teams. We had a defensive howler. Better Tifos. Better, yeah, better <laughs> Tifos, Jesus. We had a defensive howler. We had mm. our third choice emergency goalkeeper. We had a man sent off. We gifted two goals at Ibrox and they still couldn't even get a single point out of that game so all this talk about gaps and all that they're they're nowhere near us and that's them that's their league campaign set back another year forget about it because you're not going to win the league this year you've just watched Celtic march to seven in a row they were cheering when they drew us in the cup a couple of weeks ago do you think they're still looking forward to this cup game? (laughs) no not not quite as much I think that would have been Busting their psychological bubble quite a right. bit. They'll, they'll still be confident because you know why not? They're, they're stupid. They're too stupid yes, to do otherwise. Exactly. And as, as I said earlier, that's what supporting your team's all about. Why not? Why not build it up to nonsense? Because see, before this game, what they did actually worked to an extent. It didn't work out for them in in terms of result, but they managed to heap up this game to absolutely insane levels to the point where it's not been for years against them. It became a sort of must-win game for both teams going into it, and the atmosphere was was charged by that it was boom or bust for them because they, they absolutely had to win that game and they didn't do it and as Melly puts it they kicked the bed yeah. <laughs> you know they don't have it um, but tell you what Melly the, the cup semi-final that's all they've got now that is their entire season in one match and they've just saw what we can do to them wait till we've got our first team back wait till we've got our guys fit wait till Paddy Roberts is back yeah we've got plenty of options now seems in defence you'd probably say it's a choice between compare Ayer and Henry now yeah but uh, he'll not be able to play in the cup obviously but plenty of options there Ho- hopefully sort the right back out Got plenty of attacking options and it was just a great game great game you get that victory you felt like the underdog because of the way the game panned out and I was thinking about it last night. It's probably going to go down as one of my favourite victories in a few years. I, it was I might one just of my... be thinking that right now, but just had everything and just to beat them and let them just fish it out as if they oh come on, come on, <laughs> and they're just oh, oh it was glorious. <laughs> it was brilliant, and the celebrations right at the end. Stephen Scott Brown, he just loves. Be- you know what I love about this Celtic team. You know, it's not just other Celtic teams in the past have won all firm games and they've won the league and say that that's it. But this team. They, they seem to take real pride in, in being top of the pile. They seem to take real pride in dominating Rangers. They don't let them forget it. It doesn't. There's, there's nothing to be said. Scott Brown, after that game, he came out. That was them talking about the, the title challenge. That's not us. We do our talking on the pitch. And, and they take real pride in that. And we talk about it time and time again on here, mentality and things like that. And I, I said to you guys after after we'd all parted ways and gone up the road after the game I said in the, the group chat I was like that, that's such an impressive win it, but we'd really dug deep there and just and got that, that result it seems like a total like a redundant comparison I don't really like doing it because it's all gone now and it's a couple of years we've all moved on but imagine a, a Ronnie Dyla team had gone down twice mm. at Ibrooks and been under that amount of pressure and the game had been hyped up and the crowd were under but I wouldn't like to think how it would have gone for them Guys like Gary McKay, Stephen, and, and <laughs> Mo Grew, and all that. It just, but anyway, that that's all gone. But that there's no danger that something like that happening with this this Celtic team. No, it it comes from me. It comes from Brendan Rodgers. Yeah, that's you know, what, that's the, what the, mean, yeah. he's 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 a class manager. And as I said, Celtic might not have been playing particularly well, but there is no danger that we drop down to the level of that lot. No, I don't. And as you say, he's always got a plan. He's the calmest man in the stadium. Yeah. If it had to be me, I was. I need a brown paper bag but he just <laughs> sat there got brown over sorted it went on to get the win and apart from the Morales chance 
It was it was we contained them yeah. no problem, kept the ball, kept the ball in the corner flag. As last season we've seen so many times, all his changes changed the game. Tactically spot on, couldn't ask for any more. And the celebrations were absolutely amazing as oh, well. Like, with with the team and even just in the, it was it was great being back at Ibrox because I hadn't been in years before before yesterday and you just you don't get that at home you don't get celebrations no. like that you get celebrations and and european nights are, are something else entirely but just for that absolute chaos going on after a goal in that end that ibrox it was it was amazing and then obviously after the game all the players came over and you you do get pockets of wee huns yes. staying behind <laughs> to sort of stare down the celebrations like kind of ooh you're old did you there. see the video i put on twitter like yes, that one that. guy everyone's singing the rangers are shouting he's just sitting there going I'm not taking that off that scum <laughs> it, it was quite good going to Ibrox because I'd never been back to the 1970s before so it was quite good to see <laughs> quite good to see what a stadium looked like back then so that is us we have reached the end of our glorious Glasgow Derby coverage it was a fantastic one one of, one of my favourites for many many years um, any other business gentlemen? well I just said there that I've not been to Ibrox for years prior to this game and it, it was actually 2005 I was there and it was Rangers versus Clyde. Now, Clyde, at the time, my brother played for them, and it was in the cup. Clyde were actually 2-1 up going into the last 15 minutes, and it was only a goalkeeping howler that let Rangers back in and took them extra time. And Rangers, I mean, Clyde were absolutely shattered at this point, and they won in extra time. But they had to bring on, they rested a few players, and they had to bring on guys like Barry Ferguson to, mm-hmm. to bail them out of, of losing at home to Clyde. And so they almost lost to Clyde. It took them to extra time, wheeling out the big guns of Barry Ferguson to get the job done. Your manager that day, Alex McLeish. That's your Scotland manager there, boys. Also, a sombre tone. Pray silence for this. Former Celtic and Ajax wizard has announced his retirement today. Dirk Borigter, I'm afraid. A sad loss to the game. Dirk Borigter is no longer with us in a footballing sense. Highlights of his career, looking quite good on his debut. Yeah, the end. The whole half yeah. hour. No, yeah. no, no. There's another. There's another one. Great punnage from you um, in a podcast oh, yeah. title. <laughs> Diamonds Arboretum. Yeah, <laughs> that was quite a while ago actually. Um, he looked good on his debut before going off injured. Of course, he scored one goal against Aberdeen in 2013. He blamed Celtic for all his injuries. Later, mm. he blamed them for not knowing how they broke an ankle. Did you not know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure we sent them to a doctor. I'm sure somebody just yeah, didn't take a look at him like a horse. Ah, he's fucked. <laughs> With wages and fee, it's estimated that it costs Celtic £587,500 per start. Worth every game. Yes, he played eight. He started eight games, working out at £9,180 per minute played in the Premiership. <laughs> did, did, did you read his statement, though? He put out a statement, which in his first instance is, fuck, is quite poncy. You know, just, yeah. just retire, mate, like Samaras or whatever. Just stop playing football. We don't need a statement, right? His statement was basically... Can't be asked playing football anymore. <laughs> well, see, it's see, not honestly, even that, but nobody wants them. But he said he got offers. He said, I got offers, but none of them challenged me in a footballing sense or financially, which meant nobody, want, nobody really wanted him and he didn't want to play football. Uh, on, his, on his shock announcement of his retirement anyway, it, I think it, it reminded me of when H from Steps came out as gay. <laughs> I obviously, mate, <laughs> obviously Derbo Rigter's retired. I'm, I'm wait, 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 surprised wait, wait, by wait, this. wait, 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 wait. H from Steps is gay. I, incredibly so. Yes. <laughs> I should be telling me Tom Daly's gay. Do you remember his, his I think it was Instagram, Dirk Borigter was on and he said something along the lines of still stuck at Celtic lol. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. It's funny you should mention that. I was on, I was doing some Instagram, whatever, Cretan, I suppose. Right, and I came across <laughs> somebody's Instagram page from Glasgow, some random guy, and it was only like last year and Dirk Borigter was still f- floating about Glasgow. The guy had no ambition to be a footballer. He stayed next door to my dad, actually, while he was here. But he was last seen for Celtic as a desperate last throw of the day sub in the Maribor defeat. Mm. What a way to go out. I know. What's that, 2014? Oh. <laughs> That's the last time he played. He's 31 years old and he's retired after four years he's out of the game. He's probably got a bit of cheddar in the bank, but still. Right, most Can of he get himself Celtic, a decent yeah. haircut? Um, Good night, sweet prince. <laughs> Did you see Neil McCann? Try to take the biggest guy in Scottish football, a square goal. Oh, I don't yeah. know who it was. The Xander guy, or something or was other, it? Yeah. He was Xander massive. Clark. Xander Clark. He was seven foot two, 
his head was like a cash register. <laughs> thing was absolutely enormous. Uh, yeah, Neil McCann's getting relegated, which will be great because that's what happens when you hire a TV pundit to manage your football team. People at the time, when Neil McCann took over at Dundee, people said, why is he leaving his cushy job with Sky to go and take a, a risky job at Dundee? I don't think he left anything at Sky. I reckon it probably went along the lines of the meeting that Alan Partridge had with the, the head of BBC. <laughs> Listen, Neil, we see a lot of opportunities for you out there, not necessarily at Sky, so I'll wait you in I was going to say, if, if you've seen Neil McCann recently, he looks like a man on the very edge. <laughs> He's, he looks absolutely terrible. On that bombshell, we will end. Anybody want to say anything about playing Motherwell next week? Nope, didn't think so. And, and that is all. Thanks, everyone, for listening. You can follow us on Twitter, at 20 Minute Tims. And as usual, please rate and review us on iTunes. And if you subscribe, you get the podcast the second it comes out. Thanks for listening. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. <laughs>